The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert built portfolios of low cost exchange traded funds. You know, I love those exchange traded funds. There's automated investing technology. And as part of that automated rebalancing, many of you have been asking about rebalancing and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own with Betterment. Easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It's Thursday, May 12th, and you survived another day. Isn't that good? Yes. That is what we have gotten to. We've gotten through the congratulatory phase of living through the gut-wrenching ups and downs of markets and anxieties and worries. And you know that the economic cycle is out of your reach. You cannot do anything about it. But if you're thinking about making big financial moves or you're considering different changes in your life, now's a great time to get in touch with us. The way you do that is you go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and you click the contact us button. Now, if you'd like to come on the show, we'd love to have you. But if you're shy and you don't want to, that's okay too. We do like to get to your questions and try to round out the week with uh, some email episodes because, you know, you deserve that. Uh, Let's see. This is from Christopher, who writes that we are a married couple with a three-year-old son and we live in New Jersey. We are both working. We max out our 401k pre-tax and otherwise we are doing well. We have a three-month emergency fund, but no brokerage accounts outside of retirement. Should we be buying treasury I-bonds now since the fixed rate is so high? If so, should we take a loan against our 401k to buy the max since the guaranteed return of the bonds is higher than the rate on the 401k loan repayment? This is a terrible idea, Christopher. Please don't do this. Let's not make anything more complicated than it needs to be. 
You need a six-month emergency fund, not a three-month, okay? And if you want to save up for that, that's fine. Feel free to go ahead and do that. Put the money in cash in a savings checking money market account. And then if you are lucky enough to be able to sock away enough money to build that up beyond your six months, then you can go to Treasury Direct and start looking at whether or not you can buy I-bonds. Now, remember the the series I-bonds, they have this rate, it changes every six months. So it's not like the rate changes next month. It's far more important for you, Christopher, to get your house in order. You've got to get that six-month emergency reserve. And I'd love to know a little bit more about you guys, whether or not you should be doing a pre-tax. Maybe a Roth would be a better option for you. I don't know. But no, don't borrow to then go ahead and buy I-bonds. Okay? Thank you. This is from... I don't know. This is from Jennifer, who is married, 49. She stays at home and her husband is 58 and the husband makes $85,000 a year. They've got four kids. Oh my gosh. 11, 14, 15, 18. They owe $125,000 on the house, but they've got no savings or retirement. Now, Jennifer just inherited a whole bunch of money. Um, in the form of an IRA, a parent of hers died and she has a $700,000 beneficiary IRA, an annuity as well as a 401k. Here's the question. Should I pay off our house and remodel or just reinvest everything into a low risk portfolio with CDs and corporate bonds and cash for liquidity? I've got 10 years that I have to withdraw this, right? Because that was the new law, the new SECURE Act. And uh, she figures are going to take about $75,000 this year. She says, we will only have this inheritance for our retirement. We'll both get small amount from Social Security when the time comes, which is about $1,200 a month in five years for her husband, 15 years or so for her. And she'll work for a few years, maybe earning $30,000 a year. No other debt except basic utilities, insurance, food, one car payment. We owe $20,000 on the car, and I was going to pay that off, too, with the inheritance. I just want to invest properly so this money will last us for as long as we need it, and we'll hopefully have something to leave our kids then, too. So here's what I think. You're going to take the money out this year. You're going to pay tax on that. Don't forget, you have to pay tax on that. Presuming that your car interest rate is more than, you know, 3 or 4%, I might use the money that you have for this year pay off the car and have savings. And that's it. And then next year, you can start doing the investing outside of retirement. But what you have to be aware of in that inherited IRA is that, you know, since it's not coming out all at once, you do have to be careful about how it is invested. And um, this may be a case where you might need some help on your investing for that. Because again, it's a 10-year time horizon. So we know that every year you start, you're going to have to take a certain amount of money out, and that money has got to be in cash. So I'm cautioning you that maybe since you don't have a ton of experience, you may want to get some help. You may want to have a an advisor help you out, or you may want to use a robo-advisor, you know, maybe using someone at Vanguard who can help you, or maybe go to Betterment. I think doing this by yourself might be a little bit beyond you since you don't actually have the experience in managing your own investments. So I don't think that 
pulling all this money out at once makes sense, a little bit at a time, and maybe paying off the debt. But I don't know if you should pull the money out, pay the tax, and then do work on your house. I really would have to know more about what exactly you're thinking about spending on the house. So follow up with us again. I'm going to hear more from you, okay? Next up is Tom, who wants to talk about his Roth 401k. He says, hi, Jill. I love your show, and I never miss an episode. A little background. I'm 66, retired on Social Security. My wife is 64, working, making approximately $220,000 a year. We have no debt. The house is paid off, worth about $420,000. Our daughter, who's 28, still lives with us, but she is financially on her own. She earns about $53,000. Should we continue with a 100% Roth 401k at my wife's employer? Or should we go back to the traditional 401k? Should we do IRA conversions? Here are the details, gang. Uh, the wife's got 860000 in a traditional, 45000 in a Roth, with 188000 in her 401k Roth. And he's got 220000 in a traditional, 12000 in a Roth. They also have $1.4 million in a taxable brokerage account and another $100,000 in cash. Okay, so here's the question. Should we change my wife's 401k to traditional or stick with the Roth, even though we'll pay more federal taxes every year? Should we wait to do Roth conversions when my wife retires in a couple of years or start now? Neither of us will have a pension. Thanks for your opinion and keep up the great work. Uh, Listen, I think we do all Roth right now and I wouldn't start converting while she's still earning 220 grand a year. So let's do all Roth and then we'll see when she retires. Again, if she has a nice gap between when she retires and age 72, you'll be both earning your social security maybe. Maybe you'll wait till she's 70. I don't know. But there could be an opportunity then to do the conversion. And I think that's what I would do. So I would do all Roth now for her. I wouldn't convert right this second, but I would start to think about converting when your income goes down. Okay, this next question is from another Jill. It's a great question, so I want to review it. Uh, She writes, my husband and I listen to your show and podcast regularly. We are confused about how the interest on inflation-linked bonds or I-bonds is calculated. We each bought a $10,000 bond in October, then again in January. The highest interest on those bonds was 7.12%. Now the interest rate is over 9%, 9 9.62% to be exact, on new purchases. But does that new rate apply to our existing bonds? If so, how is it calculated? A terrific question. So let's dive into this a little bit, this little I-bond explainer, okay, gang? So first of all, the I-bond essentially has two different interest rates. There is a fixed rate. It's a combination. It's a fixed rate. Then on top of that is the inflation rate. And that inflation rate can and usually does change every six months. So according to treasurydirect.gov, Mark's least favorite website that the government has, to get the actual rate of interest, which is sometimes called the composite rate, you have this combined rate of the fixed and the inflation rate. Now, here's what's interesting about this. As you noted, the rate will change every six months. So right now, the composite rate is 9.62%. What's kind of cool is that the rate applies to the bonds you bought. So now for the next six months, the bonds that you bought that were at 7.12%, they are going to get paid or credited with this 9.62% rate. 
So that's kind of neat because it means that you don't have to, you know, sell your bond or do anything. Essentially means that you will get that credited rate on the bond that you already bought. So that's really good. It's another reason why I love these things. So I know, gang, you can only buy $10,000 per calendar year. So that's it. Our last question from today comes from Matt, who writes, my husband and I may soon have the opportunity to buy the small business where he works. The current owner is ready to sell the LLC, and we're really interested. The thing is, neither of us knows the process of figuring out how much to offer, getting the necessary funding, or how the actual mechanics of the purchase work. We've both been employees up to now. We're ready to take the plunge into business ownership. Any advice? We got a lot of advice. Let me just get some details. They're both 40s. They live in Texas. Husband has the skills and knowledge to run the store after purchase. He's been in the industry for 20 years. It's a small retail business that survived the pandemic. Annual revenue has been a little less than a million dollars for a few years. Okay, for a lot of people listening, you may totally relate to Matt's question. I think the first place to start is to talk to an accountant. And if you work with somebody, not a tax preparer, a real accountant, someone who specializes in small business, and they can help you with looking through all of the documentation that you are going to need to really evaluate whether or not you want to buy this business. You know, listen, you could say, oh, annual revenue, it's a million dollars. And uh, so the business is worth uh, one times revenue, a million dollars. Maybe not, though. Maybe in that particular type of business, there is something else to consider. Maybe you need to really run through this with someone who does business evaluations. That sometimes can be a, a, a CPA. Sometimes they just do business valuations in general. In essence, what I'm asking you to do, Matt, is to build a team. And you're going to have to look in your area for someone who does this work. And again, I think I would start with the accounting profession. They're often asked to do these kinds of analyses for folks. Then I would really caution you about how you're going to finance it, whether you're going to finance it with a loan from a bank or small business lending administration or with your own cash and how much of your own cash you would be willing to actually commit to it. There's a lot to think about. So uh, I know that there is something here that probably is worrisome to you. It's worrisome to me when people just jump in. And that's a good thing. That's kind of the normal part of running a business. You should be somewhat scared because it's a big, big undertaking. If you have a hard time finding somebody, let us know. I'm sure I can find someone through the AICPA who can help out in the state of Texas. Okay. All right, gang, that's it. That's our Thursday show. Uh, it let us know if you would like to come on the air and talk through some of the questions you are encountering in your financial lives. All you need to do is go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and let us know if you want to come on the air. But also, if you don't, we'll do email episodes. I'm trying to plow through emails right now because the inbox has gotten somewhat ridiculous. While you're on our website, please sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening because I had a big marketing meeting with the publishing company. And we're going to start doing some fun things with you guys, with our community uh, to talk about my new book because you guys inspired it. So you might as well get the benefit of it. So how about that? We want to thank you so much for listening today. And do me a favor, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. It's going to make that person feel better. It will make you feel better. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.